Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me, I'm joined by my friend Steve. And Steve, man, we have a spicy one today. This one's this This is it. You know, I was talking a lot about action in the last episode, but oh, oh boy, the action just keeps on giving in this one here. And you know, I'm sure I do say that this is it. Here we are. A lot. But this is it. <laughs> this and here we are. This is it. Um yeah, this is this is pretty much as much as of a final conflict as you can this is get. This final battle. This. Absolutely. This is final countdown. And, and there's uh for the record and uh listeners will note that Will did say there wasn't going to be a battle. In, in, in the end of the series and i'm just going to reiterate that today's chapter is about the battle that happens <laughs> yeah i'll i'll, I'll so. eat my words on that but you know like one can hope a little bit of uh inverting expectations in in uh in your storytelling but like look battles are cool i'm not going to complain that there's a battle are you are you kidding me i want the, i well i, like I will say that expectations were uh subverted subverted Inverted. I think inverted is probably inverted. the way to go. Inverted. They reverted. They reverted. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and this chapter is broken into three different battle scenes. So we have the first one, and that that first one is uh, between Ma- uh, well, Rand. picking up where we left off with the Forsaken guys. Right, and Rand. Aganor. Co- uh, with Aganor coming after Rand. Rand's running up a hill. He reaches a cliff. There's no way off the cliff and basically has to face his fear with Aganor. And this this fight is interesting because of the the light that comes it the cut that comes into play here. Um Yeah. Now from what I got from what I gather from the reading the chapter, it just seems like light appeared out of nowhere and started hitting Aganor first and then going into uh Rand. Do you think there's 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 something else that's sending this light? There's some some other entity that's doing well, this. Well, there's a few mentions of creator. There started to be some mentions here and there of a creator, and I wonder if that's something that right. is playing a a factor in some capacity here. <clears throat> like you're saying, if it is some you know, sort of stronger being, some sort of even greener man. Some could be an even greener man. Well, that's a good, that's a good point to bring up because remember in that in the in the other battle scene within the within the army, Rand starts hearing that voice that's like saying, "Uh, this isn't. It's not here." Or I can't exactly remember. What he said, "It's not here." Uh, it's an echoing and I voice. Think Rand, yeah, and I think Rand thinks it's Balzaman or uh, the Dark One's voice. But I think it's not. I think it's much more. I I agree. I, I don't think it is either. Yeah. You know, creator maybe something that's kind of guiding this. Maybe this it's Tom. Thing together. Ooh. Maybe Tom's dialing in. He's, he's a psychic. You know what? We don't know that no, he's not he's, psychic. He's playing his lute off in the mountain somewhere, and it's he's shredding so hard that the that the light is emanating from it, and it's. It's a Deus Ex Machina saving yeah, I'll buy everybody. It. I'll take it. 
until hey, proven, until we're proven otherwise. I believe that is the plot to all the Bill and Ted movies. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, oh man, there's a new Bill and Ted movie coming out real soon. I I think real it's out. soon. I th- by the I time this episode, by, by the time you guys listen to this, it's out. Um, well, but but yeah, I I don't let know. Us, let us know what you think of it, guys. <laughs> send that. Send your thoughts to chapter by chapter. Send your reviews <laughs> of Bill and Ted through email um, or Twitter. Yeah. So the this whole creator thing is something that we haven't touched on at all in this book. But I, like you said, um, this is kicking off into the rest of the series. <clears throat> it's it's that little bit of extra mystery that we still don't know uh, that we can explore in the other books yeah and i wonder if this creator is just straight up god or if it's like the architect in the matrix so god or if it's like yeah but like in a computer (laughs) ah okay in like a suit too in like a cool suit (laughs) you know in a room with lots of computer screens i don't know i watched the matrix the other night don't worry about it you get you get Rand and matt and perry and all in the in the room with the tv and he just says indubitably vis-a-vis in character character truly and he's got these kids are just like what the fuck is he saying could be a wizard of oz situation could be a wizard of oz it's Um, all just light and mirrors so when the light hits agonor first it starts like healing him like not healing him but like because agonor is like this incredibly old greasy greasy looking yeah but really old and greasy but then he starts getting like really young there's one part too where it's like it looks like he ate a good meal. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. That's weird. So- Rand, Rand noticed that it looks like he's uh he's had a hearty meal. Wow, he's, you uh, satisfied. look like you've been well fed today. His belly's full. <laughs> yeah, well fed. I don't know. And then he starts to get younger too. So the light has like, yeah, anti aging properties or it brings the goodness back into people, like it It feeds you. If, also, maybe if it feeds you. So this this light thing is um is interesting because we haven't really delve into that. We've talked about we've talked a lot about channeling and uh, the true power, the, or the true one pa- power, the one power, the one true power. It's the one power, the true source, and mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. you you pull from that and you start channeling. But I don't think this is channeling. I think this is something else, like almost. Deus Ex Machina. I know I'm going to say that a lot, but well, it's what we're dealing with here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because it is some sort of, for lack of a better word, like God type entity. Sure, absolutely. As as I, I guess, as far as we can tell, unless yeah. it is coming from Tom playing his loot like ten thousand miles away. In Elyon, drunk off his gourd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it's likely. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. I mean, like we'll definitely get into it a little bit more probably later on in the series, but um, it's it's not something we've dealt with before. But it it seems like it's almost like a focal point in religion because like every everybody says like light, you know, like oh my god, that's you, they say light in that yeah. way or like burn me light light have you. <laughs> Light, light guide you. Yeah. Light be your lady tonight. 
<laughs> you know, I, I loved I loved it when uh, Lance said that to Nine Eve. <laughs> La be your lady do none. Um, but yeah, the, the this leads into the next part, which is I believe this is the battle at the Gap. Is uh, the battle at the Gap? So the brand just sort of like Rand just sort of. So hold on, right before actually battle the Gap, Agenor like explodes. Yeah, he just like combusts from just youngness. Like straight up. Yeah, he, he, he gets too much youngness himself. in him. He eats. He ate too much of the light, and he explodes. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin buttons right into non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think he's he gets he channels too. He's channeling the. He's channeling. Yeah, and he channels too much power, and it consumes him. Right, and then at the same time, Rand gets teleported to Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, where the battle where uh, the guys from Faldera are holding back the tro- Trollocs at uh, the, the gap, but it's not the gap. It's uh, the gap. I can't remember. <laughs> it is Tarwin's Gap. Darwin, Tarwin's Gap. Sorry. I was thinking of Theremin's Gap or th- uh, uh, or Telemann's Gap. I was thinking gap. about gaps. Telemann's Gap. How many gaps Look, are there? There's a, There's a lot of gaps everywhere, man. Um, and this is, this is like the heat of the battle. I believe the Trolloc army is much bigger than the Faldera army. But now that Rand shows up, who just teleports there, he, Rand is in the, like, I said this before in the, in, uh, I think it was yesterday's episode or last week's episode where it's, it's almost this dreamlike state, and it gets really hard to understand exactly what's going on. Everything is kind of wishy-washy. Because, like, Rand's mm-hmm. state of mind is very frazzled. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, there's things that are, like, are concrete you can pick up that is happening. Like, the part where he starts, like, bashing the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah, but a lot of it is very, uh, yeah, very all over the place. He, and this is, like, and this is, like, the, the like war scene people yeah this is like like rand is teleported into the middle of just like i mean it doesn't specify exactly how many but we can only assume like thousands on each side fighting fighting each other like all the trollocs are there i got the impression all of them right yeah yeah i like i said like i got the impression that the trollocs were vastly outnumbering the faldera the borderland uh troops and uh, when yeah. when land, yeah, because they were going to lose. It was looking like they were losing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when Rand teleported in, they were kind of regrouping to uh, form another charge uh, against the Trollocs. But Rand yeah. came in and had a little fit and started bashing the floor and doing that thing that like it's very similar to what Moraine did. I think in the Camelin Road chapter, the 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 biggest fight scene that we had like halfway through the book where Moraine stabs her staff into the ground and starts, like, creating these waves, these, like, earth waves. Shock waves, almost. Shock waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what Rand's doing. Which is, like, that's a pretty cool channeling power that you can... That looks like Rand is just inher- just inherently knows how to do. Or not inherently. It, it's, mm. uh, it's... Kind of. Yeah. But it's obvious that, like, he's the chosen one, so, like he's going to have more power to that sort of stuff. I'm surprised that he didn't like do more lightning unless I missed something. He did. He did do lightning. Okay. 
Wasn't he shooting the, lightning at Mirdros out of the sky or something? Or Drakkar? Drakkar, He shoots yeah. a Drakkar out of the sky with a lightning bolt. You know what? Sure. I was missing Drakkars from, from so early on. I thought those guys were cool. I wish we had more of them in the book. You know, I was like... Well, that's the thing with this scene is like, if you take the time to really visualize the scene or imagine what it would look like in some sort of uh, film or TV adaptation, mm-hmm. if we ever get that, it's like, this is like crazy. Like, this is nuts. Like, not only are there, you know, gonna like thousands of troops on the ground troops fighting each other and like half dog wolf people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got these, we got Mirdral and Drakkar like flying around in the sky. Looking like fucking Death Eaters or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and just mangling everything. Yeah. And then the point when Rand shows up, <clears throat> they all see him and they target him. And they start pointing at him. Like a, I think a Mirdral points at him and then the Drakkar swoops in at him and he lightning bolts the Drakkar. Right. And then he does like fire blast. Mega fire blast. This is what we're calling that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just like torches half like half the army if not more yeah really really evens the 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 playing field for the for the borderlands guys and how many of those borderlands guys are like soldiers that did not meet rand at all and like don't know about these people and just like see this kid just like plop in the middle of the battlefield and start fucking shit up and you're just like okay yeah (laughs) yeah half the people don't even see him like yeah. we'll find out later is like a lot of the troops are just happy they won and don't really understand how they won. Really? But no, they won. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's another thing that like leading into the next part of this chapter is the stairway. So I had to reread this part cause I didn't quite. This part's crazy too. Yeah, like it's a stairway that leads into this mountainous dome that's away from the battlefield, but he it's it's almost like it's not there, but it is there cuz he's climbing it and it's it exists outside of time. Yeah, or the way that he's experiencing time when he's climbing those stairs uh or steps or however Robert Jordan described them. It's it's not exactly known like the distance he had to travel or if he had to travel at all. It just if it feels like he's just been teleporting, you know, just like to place to place to place to place and things are just happening around him. And maybe that yeah. stairway is another one of those things that the creator did to get him closer to Balzaman for the final showdown with Balzaman. And this is that point as well where uh we mentioned earlier where the voices came up, like the, the Yeah, the god voices. The god voices. Or whatever we're calling them. Yeah, exactly. So something is definitely leading him to the end game here. Um, so, and th- that kind of leads into the whole theme of like the wheel of time. Like it's the pattern, you know, it's the web of the pattern. It's this thing that's already been kind of constructed. People have free will, but it's this. They're it's, on a path. They're on a path. Yeah. And how they choose to interact with that path will ultimately decide where that path I believe leads for them, but it's still like set. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense. Well, I don't know if this all does make a lot of sense to us right now (laughs) because there's a lot of this fucking light and true power shit that is really all 
coming to surface in this chapter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and on that note, something that we skipped past uh, is back in the Agonor fight. He has like a he has this like cord that appears, um, a gold a gold cord or yellow cord. Well, that's the light. That's what I'm th- like. It hits uh, Agonor first. And then another yeah, strand it, of it hits Rant. It's the light. Yeah. Yeah. But it forms as like a cord that hangs out by him. Yeah. Which I thought was really fucking weird. Um, and I don't understand that really. Because they meant they specify that it's a cord. I think a... I think it's just referring to the light. Like it's a it's it's the power, it's the how the light manifests itself because in the next part with Balsamon, he has his own cord as he well. He has a cord too, but his but is it's black, black, right? Yeah, it's black. While Rand still has his cord and it's white. So a white cord came and saved Rand from Agenor, pushed him uh, to the battle at the Gap, made him do all sorts of funky magic stuff, and then led him to the battle with Balsamon with his black cord there. And it's like white so cords, I see the, the black cord cords. Is like their connection to the power. Yes. Or... Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's like a physical oh, cord boy. at all. I think it is. Well, not like not like a string. But it's like a, it, you know, it's the power. I I don't know. Um, but that's that's the thing about this chapter. Like, it's so hard to really to get a grasp on everything that's kind of going on. Cause like Robert Duerden's like throwing new words. I don't think he said cord once in this book until now. I don't even know what the cord means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They definitely have not said cord. They probably said corn. Oh, definitely corn. If, you know, but I don't think they've said cord. There was one meal with yeah. corn and then they went straight back to bread and cheese. Got to get those bad dreams, baby. Got to have them. Uh, so, I mean, so where are we here? After Rand goes up these magic stairs. He is um He's what? There's like a door he goes in and then he's in dream he's in dream mode. Yeah, it's pretty he's much in dream, dream, dream mode. It's like it's just the, it's the chamber that he kept that he sees Basilmon in in his dreams. Correct. Yes. Um and there's a little bit of a conversation here. Essentially it boils down to uh Balsamon saying the stuff that we already know. The Amaruleth seat will betray you or use you as a puppet. If you join me, if you kneel to me, you will have uh you will have full power over your domain. Yada yada yada. Oh, that's another thing we skipped over about the Aganor battle. Is that Aganor was gonna say, like, why should like Aganor says to Rand, like, why should I bow to you? Because I know you're gonna like, why should I take you and take you to Shael Ghoul to to be a slave to the dark one when I could kill you here. And now I'm stronger than you now. And I don't want to uh, kneel to you, kneel to you in any sort of way, which shows that Balsamon's plans are to use Rand as this nuclear weapon, you know? Yeah. Turn him into uh yeah. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to Darth Vader him. Yeah. He wants to Darth Vader him. So that, so that plan is kind of, it's pretty obvious. And then, like I said, there's a conversation of Balsamon saying, you know, join me, 
you're not joining me enough. Make sure you join me. Yeah. Join up. Let me give you the taint. Yeah. Join my taint. You know, standard Basilmon stuff. Rand's like, this guy really needs a marketing coach or something. He's just really, he's got all the wrong words. (laughs) But then he's, but then he, he pulls a real dirty trick. And he makes Rand, he like makes him see a vision of his mother. Yeah, Egwene, Nynaeve, and his mother. But his mother is the biggest deal. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he did with Egwene and Nynaeve. I think they just like, they turned to dust. just kind of there. And then once he realizes his mom is there, it's all about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Balsamon threw like a whole bunch of fades at her. And they were like, handsing her up. And doing horrible oh, yeah. things, it was just like that. Was, that it was good. it was like a surprisingly dark passage for this book, um, so far because like I think he even says that they rip off her clothes or something, mm. which is like yeah, it was no good. I don't like that. Uh, but then Rand pulls out his Heron Mark sword, and it's base, and it's like not even a sword; it's like a light, it's a lightsaber essentially. <laughs> it's like a light sword now. It's a light sword. It and, is. And he swipes away the couple of fades. Uh, his mom. They call like, it a sword of light of the light. So there you go. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he kills the or he he gets rid of the fades. Um, and his mom thanks him. And I think uh, that's when he turns to Balsamon. And he doesn't even fight Balsamon. There's not like a like a an actual like duel or any sort of thing like that. He just cuts Balsamon's cord. He cuts the yeah, cord. That's kind of all you got to do. Turns out. Yeah. Evidently it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not hard at all. And, uh, it, it, it's, it, like, that's it. Like, that's kind of it. He just, he just does it. He cuts it. And then he teleports again and then it's over. Well, he flies to the fireplace. Like he, it's like he, when he cuts the cord, he's knocked. Balsamon's like knocked back, and he like flies into the fireplace, and uh, and then it's just this like the room ignites in light, and I think that's right, right? Yeah, like or flames, light yeah. and flames. So, is this? And then everything, and then Rand is like falling through just like endless blackness. And then, and uh, just like screaming and just having everything's awful for him. And, uh, and then that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. There's a couple more things from this little interaction. Uh, Balsamon like gives up, like gives some details about some of the things that we were wondering about. Remember that story that Loyal told a long time ago, referring to a guy that came to a steading that was in pain. Um, that yeah, that was kind of warning it against the dark one. Balsamon admits that this guy, his name is Jar- Jane Farstrider. He's he's kind of connected to Malkir in a couple couple of different interesting ways. Um, that he sent he sent him there essentially, not like you are under my control and you are serving the dark one because the guy's not a dark friend. He's just kind of manipulated into performing these acts, and that's part it's of the dark acquaintance. I don't even say a dark acquaintance. I think he's just 
he was manipulated. He's a dark and, uh, he's not. I, he's not he's dark. A dark cousin. He's not dark. Let me get that out there. He is not dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I think it's more to the fact that Balzaman has been manipulating different world events for centuries, centuries to kind of lead up to this moment. So he must have known where, like when the next dragon was going to appear. In in the cycle oh, yeah. in the cycle of the wheel, and it makes a lot of sense. Like if you go back to the prologue, it's like uh, Balzaman or the Dark One is this. It's it's the Dark One's been doing this forever. Yet the dragon changes. It's like a new hero every turn. Every, yeah, but Balzaman's always the same. So is this epic long. But has Balzaman have ever been defeated? That's the thing. I don't think he has. No. Well, yes, he has because he was uh, he was locked away under the the seal. That was the whole uh, thing in the green man's realm. Um, yeah, but he, he was locked up. He wasn't killed. He wasn't killed. But it seems like he kills him in this, which it, is it does seem like it. So what's, like it does and it doesn't. Yeah, but it does. It's but like he'll be back. It's yeah. It's like definitely one of those like off screen kills like they do with tom where you don't know for sure and then you know next book they'll go like ha i mean he, he beat him in, the, in this little duel or whatever it was he beat him for sure yeah but uh did he kill him i don't know probably and that's what i mean like maybe if maybe he did and now he'll come back as a new the same equivalent of the hero reborn he'll be the dark one reborn right Perhaps. Do you th- do you think um, it'll have kind of like uh, uh, Balzaman's dead? He's burst into a million pieces from the fire, but Pat and Fane finds a finger, and he nurses that finger to grow oh, and man. grow <laughs> into <laughs> a new yeah. Balzaman, or even just like takes the finger and I'd he like attaches that. it. Or- yeah, attaches it to himself and lets and he, it just grow on him. Yeah, and he becomes a uh, Balzman. There you I mean, go. Where is Pat and Fane right now? Is he locked I, up somewhere? Or I think he's locked up at Faldera, or he's with the Faldera army in some way. He's he's with them in some form or fashion. Yeah, and they're trying to nurse the evil out of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. But this is a prime time for him to escape. Like. Everybody's busy. I don't think anybody's paying attention to him. How much you want to bet next book? He's gonna be. He's he just finds a way out of the Faldera castle, the Faldera stronghold, and they just like we maybe. don't know where he went. But maybe he also, um, maybe he like turns completely good. That's that's always that's totally yeah. That could definitely happen. But I'm putting my money on he's gonna be a bad guy for a little while yet. I'm putting my money on he turns good. We'll have to in see. Next book. In the next book. Uh so yeah. Rand cuts the cord. Balzaman flies into a fireplace. The, he essentially relieves the dream realm. And at the very end of the book, or at the very end of the chapter, Rand is knocked out and we don't know what's what's happening next. And that's where we leave off, folks. And that's it. I mean, three three big three big battles. All different, and that's what I mean. Like from the beginning, like, like it did sort of in terms of expectations. 
it wasn't just one big all out, you know, a big sword, you know, a big sword and shield fight to the death. Yeah. There was a little bit of that. But uh I like the way that Robert Jordan did this. Gotcha. And uh with Rand sort of just teleporting around into these different settings. Like you'd almost don't even he almost didn't even need to set each one up. You know what I mean? No. It's just kind of like boom, you're in it. Yeah, and you just have to run with it. And that's probably why rereading the chapter definitely helped. Because when you that first initial run through that you have of the chapter, it's super jarring of what's going on. You you don't know yeah. exactly what's going on. So you have to kind of you gotta do it a couple of times. Um but yeah, I'm with you, man. Like I it's definitely cool how he handled the the battles. He he intelligently kept the battles pretty small, I guess, uh between three. Cause I think later on in the series in different books uh even especially by the end of the book you'd probably expect larger scale battles like thousands and thousands oh, i'm sure we'll get them yeah full-on charging against each other battles i mean we could get them but we don't know i would love to see that like that's my favorite shit in all fantasy stuff it's just the big charge battles i want like even lion the witch in the wardrobe in the movie where they charge against each other i love that stuff so give me a little bit of that. You got me sold. You got me hooked in. Maybe we'll get it. I don't think we're getting it in this book, though. Yeah, not this book. Uh, and that pretty much wraps it up today, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't checked out our website, get give it a look at chapterbychapterpodcast.com. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, uh, complaints, uh, <laughs> uh, you just want to no, tell... I don't want complaints. Uh, Steve doesn't want... I don't want complaints. Actually... I only I want, want constructive criticism and I want it nice and I want to hear about your days. Yeah. I want to hear about your lives and I, and we all know that I want your recipes too. Oh yeah. Get, looking for a good fried chicken recipe. Get. So let's put that out there. Get him your fried chicken recipes, everybody. Um, We have a Twitter now. Where's it? Where's that at Steve? Uh, Chapter by chapter podcast. I believe this, <laughs> this is where that's at. Sweet. Uh, check that out. I don't know if you've been updating yet at all, Steve. I'm like, I've no, listen, I've not at all. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to be the first follower, Ooh. hey, there it is. You're doing us a favor. Uh, be sure to like it, subscribe, send us those five stars. We'll send you five stars. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for chapter 52. There is neither beginning. No end.